In the past, enrollment in the American public school system was almost a given for most American children, including those in most Christian homes. But the reputation of the American public school system has taken a pretty big hit in recent years. Poor learning environments, indifferent teachers, liberal and evolutionary thought, gang influence, easy access to drugs, lack of respect and discipline, bullying, the proliferation of unhealthy sexual propagandas, political correctness, and the marginalization of just about anything Christian are just a handful of the reasons many parents are giving for opting out of today's public education system. And with other educational options now becoming more viable, Christian parents are often facing off in debates with other Christian parents about which education option really is the best. Choosing the best schooling options for your child. That's next on Licensed to Parent. Well, if this is your first time joining us, welcome. Licensed to Parent is the radio outreach of Shepherd's Hill Academy, a year-long Christ-centered residential program for teens in crisis and, by extension, for their families. If this is not your first time listening, well, welcome back. Our host, as always, is the founder and director of Shepherd's Hill, Trace Embry, and I'm Rich Rosal and Trace You don't have to be a Phi Beta Kappa or even make the honor roll to know that quality education is going to increase our kids' chances of living a a higher quality standard of life as he grows into adulthood and starts a family of his own. But knowing the best educational option for each of our kids isn't always so obvious, is it? Mm, Not at all. Um, I think calling it an art and science might not be a stretch. Uh, That's why some parents actually hire uh, educational consultants. Uh, Rich, you'd be surprised to hear all the different uh, educational options that, that some of the Shepherd Till families are using for their kids. Uh, it's not uncommon at all for a family of three or four kids to have each of those kids in different kinds of schools. Right. One size does not fit all. Yeah. And, of course, Shepherd Till being one of them. Uh, and, and that includes homeschooling as well, which, as you know, Rich, is often my first suggestion for parents. But it may not be the, the best option for every family uh, for any number of reasons, if it's an option at all. Uh, yeah, whatever else you want to say about homeschooling, pro or con, it, it certainly keeps parents abreast of their kids' educational progress yeah. and up to speed <laughs> on the process as well. And I think the process is uh, arguably more important or as important as the you know, the progress in many cases uh, because there's, there's more to education than mere academics. And I happen to believe that a well-rounded and quality education should have a moral uh, and or spiritual component to it and, and discipline too. Uh, two things that academics alone don't always provide and are sorely right. missing today. Uh, and, and, you know, I'm not downing academics. I run a therapeutic school, for crying out loud, but I, I'm the farthest thing from a pedagogue myself. I just make sure that the, the real teachers here are doing uh, what's best for each kid that, that we're serving. And uh, I think that's what any good and responsible parent wants for their kids when they're yeah. determining, you know, how how they want them educated. So I'm really looking forward to uh, today's guest uh, helping us sort through some of this stuff today. And I can't believe we haven't had him on here before. I, I, what, I, what are you thinking, Rich? I, I, it's totally not my <laughs> fault. But uh, Dr. Kevin Lehman is our guest today. He's an internationally known psychologist, a radio and television personality. He's an educator and a speaker who has taught and, I dare say, entertained audiences worldwide with his wit and his common-sense psychology. He's made house calls through hundreds of radio and television programs such as Fox & Friends, The View, Good Morning America, Today, CBS's The Early Show, The 700 Club, and CNN. 
He's a New York Times bestselling and award-winning author. Uh, Dr. Lehman, in fact, has written now over 60 books. We'll get that exact number in a moment uh, about marriage and family issues, including the birth order book, Sex Begins in the Kitchen. Uh, He's got uh, another book, though, that we are particularly interested in today called Education a la Carte, Choosing the Best Schooling Options for Your Child. Dr. Lehman and his wife, Sandy, live in Tucson, Arizona. They've got five children and four grandchildren, and those, as we always say, are some of the highest marks to get on this program. Amen. Dr. Lehman, obviously the premise of your book is that today's parents have have a lot of educational options for their kids, Uh, certainly more than... uh, in days gone by. Uh, what's changed over the past few generations that, that uh, make these options more necessary? Because when I was a kid, it seemed like virtually everyone went to public school and, and kind of did okay. What's changed? Well, and I'm old enough to remember that uh, I went to public school as a kid and we'd come to assembly and we would sing Faith of Our Fathers. Yeah. yeah. I was a wise man in my sixth grade Christmas play, just in, in my public school, just so you know. Yeah, so forgot my lines. You know, we've started out in Arizona and Colorado and um, charter schools, and we're a public charter school. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we take what comes in the door, but we have been tremendously successful by putting authority in the classroom teacher's hands. Amen. And, uh, you know, so many schools will throw a teacher into a classroom and they'll wish them well and tell them how important they are and how much we love having you here. And they say, oh, there's one more thing. Let me have your hands. Yeah, I'll cuff them. And they tie them behind their back, and they have no authority. Now, again, if, I don't care where you live in this great country of ours, but if you ask people about the word authority, most people will color that word negatively. That's right. And we've all seen the bumper sticker that says question authority. And mm-hmm. one of the things that I've learned in my many books and writing, trying to help parents. You know, parent, you can't bring your kid up to feel like they're the center of the universe. That's true. And that's basically what we do in our society today. We blow blue smoke their way. Uh, We praise kids way, way, way too much. Uh, I think if you want to praise something in life, you could praise God. That's a real good idea. Well, you're really being politically incorrect, aren't you? (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's my middle name. Yeah, um, But, you know, it works. And uh, if you, you mentioned, you know, we've got three or four kids. Um, and again, I go back to the birth order book. They're very, very different kids. And yes, it's tough to have kids in different schools, but we're seeing more specialization from parents today who are figuring out You know, there is an education a la carte. There is a menu out there. Mm -hmm. And one one size does not fit all. So the the publisher, and again, I've written lots of books, 59 to be exact, but um, the publisher is particularly excited about this book. It says this book's going to have what they call shelf life because it's a manual. It's a fun book to read, but it sort of helps you figure out, okay, my son might be better here, my daughter might be here. So it's not just getting him on the right bus. Right. It's getting him on the right seat on the right bus. Yeah, yeah that's good. How so do you... it's a huge topic. I mean, we could, we could talk for hours on this topic, quite frankly. 
And we can keep you here for hours too if you want to stay. <laughs> but uh, how do you respond to the the argument that the that the real world isn't going to cater to our kids' specific learning styles? That that teachers, employers, vendors, and customers all have a bottom line regardless. Uh, uh, therefore, our kids need to to get used to learning in a, in a one size fits all uh, classroom setting. Some are going to do better than others. Some are going to have more advantages uh, than others. But you you, you got to educate them. So how do you how do you combat that argument? Well, I think what you want, you want to develop critical thinkers. True. You, you want kids who can think on their own feet. Um, and uh, let's take music and art, for example. Take a look at any public school budget and tell me how that one sticks out. Most of them have eliminated music in many places and art. That's a disaster. Um, I've got a 24-year-old daughter who makes about 90 grand a year with her art degree. That's um, impressive. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is impressive. So, you know, the arts and music, you talk about a well-rounded education. We really want to educate the whole child, so to speak. And yeah. I think with the uh, advancement in charter schools and other specialized schools today, a parent just it behooves them to take a look and see what's out there. I know we have lots of... Uh, uh, scholars who come to our school, I notice the term scholars, we think that you can push the high jump our life high for kids and they'll respond to it. So our kids our kids take Spanish in kindergarten and Latin in the third grade. <laughs> you know, I've found out from what I do here, uh, even the troubled kids, they'll do what's required of them. The problem is, is we don't require much. Isn't that the truth? I mean, they want to. They want. To, they want to accomplish things. You know, they have to build their own cabins, their own living quarters here at Shepherd's Hill. And you get kids here; they don't know how to sweep a floor. They don't. They don't know how to cut a board. They don't know how to swing a hammer, set a nail, read a tape measure, and they don't care to learn either. Uh, but when you tell them, "No, you're going to have to do this," all of a sudden they start acquiring an appetite for it. Well, and you've seen this in your years of work, but I'm greeted. Uh, you know, I speak all over the country and try not to speak all over the world because I really don't like to fly that far, but I get invited all over the world. But, you know, when I show up, one of the most common expressions I'm greeted with is, oh, Dr. Lehman, we're so glad you're here because we want happy, happy, happy children. Oh, boy. Hey, oh, boy is right. And, you know, I'm going to quote myself from a book I did. It's a New York Times bestseller called uh, Have a New Kid by Friday. And in that book, I say an unhappy child is a healthy child. Mm-hmm. And there's times your son or daughter parent has to be unhappy. Why? Because they deserve to be unhappy. Because they talked back, they got their mouth going, they ragged on their brother or sister, they stole something, they lied, or whatever the uh, transgression is. But again, the goal of a parent is not to create a happy, happy child. That's exactly right. It's to create a responsible child. And so uh, kids need to give back to the family. Uh, no one member of the family is more important than the family. Yeah. It's the sum of all parts giving back. And that's missed our culture today. Oh, we we don't do that. Parents snowplow the roads of life for kids. Mm-hmm. It's not atypical to hear this in a home at night. Hey, would you kids turn that music down? I'm trying to finish your homework. <laughs> <Yeah>. and, 
<laughs> Wait a minute. Let's, yeah. let's replay that. <laughs> let's replay that. I am trying to do your homework. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that's, that, that's really not an exaggeration. Yeah, yeah so really the naysayers isn't. are always out there. You know, no, I don't care what you create. You're going to have people who are being critical but of But the problem, uh, Dr. Lehman, is that most people are the naysayers today. Uh, at least on the on both coasts and the ones with the microphones, uh, how do we deal with that? The fact that you know uh, we're basically fighting city hall here. Well, you know, one of the things I've learned about fighting of any kind is fighting is an act of cooperation, and it takes two people to fight. Mm-hmm. I know I've been on network TV where. Someone has said, well, you don't know what you're talking about, and this, that, yeah. I just look them in the eye and say, you know, you could be right next. Yeah. And, you know, it just, there's no sense in spitting in each other's soup. This is how we do our school. These are our expectations. These are our rules. And it's not to say that rules can't bend at times or that we can't be flexible at times or anything else, but there needs to be a firmness. You know, every psychological study says that kids love the mundane. Well, you go on Good Morning America and talk for six oh, minutes man. about why kids love the mundane, and they look at you like you got a screw loose. Yeah, they need you on there for an hour or two uh, because some of this stuff takes a while to sort through, doesn't it, to really understand it? Because when when, on the surface, you kind of look like, and I kind of look like the oddball. You see, but there's security in knowing what's expected. Mm-hmm. There's security in knowing that when I do this job, I'm going to feel good about what I did. Right. It's my work. Someone didn't do it for me. Someone didn't snowplow the roads of life for me. And so if you want to give kids life skills, then you better give them decisions to make, for example, in the home. A lot of, lot of uh, well, let me take you a little different direction here. Uh, and I'll ask you both a question. And if you get it wrong, I'm going to forgive you. <laughs> and about half the people get this one wrong, is God an authoritarian? No. I think we're mincing words here, too. God has authority, but no, he's not an authoritarian. Okay, so you're smarter than most people. Oh, well. You just well, we have our own radio program. <laughs> because God is the ultimate what? Authority. Authority, yeah. yeah. But he's not an authoritarian. That's a good point. Correct. Yeah. Now, most of our teaching does come from people that have letters after their names. That's right. In the Christian community have, have really touted authoritarianism. Well, if you just grab a kid by the scruff of the neck, twist his earlobe and say, you're going to do this, you're going to do that you're planting the seeds of rebellion in a kid's heart. That's exactly right. If you snowplow the roads of life for them, as I say, and you're the permissive, oh, Dr. Lehman, we believe everybody should get a trophy, so we would roll Melissa in non-competitive soccer. <laughs> you know, give me a break. I know. <laughs> that, the kids don't kid, even like that. That kid who's permissively brought up, you plant the seeds of rebellion in their life because you haven't, what, exerted the authority. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So back to... My paradigm that I'm using is God doesn't grab you and I by the scruff of the neck, twist our earlobe, and say, you will do this, you will do that. But there's a consequence for, you know, disobeying. You make the choice. And so he is the ultimate authority. In fact, the scripture says every knee shall bow. So I rest my case, counselor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, We're talking today with Dr. Kevin Lehman, psychologist, radio and television personality, educator, speaker, and author of the new book, Education a la Carte, 
choosing the best schooling options for your child. And we want to get into some of the meat and potatoes, if you will, of that menu of options when we come back. This is Licensed to Parent. You'll find us online at licensedtoparent.org. Back in a moment. Remember back in the late 80s and early 90s as the internet hit the scene? You know, the information superhighway? We had great hopes that this new knowledge economy would make our teens more aware, diversify their tastes, and improve their verbal skills. But the enlightenment didn't happen. Technology has had the opposite effect. What once promised great hope for the future is now used to indulge in diversions. The Dumbest Generation by Mark Bauerlein, subtitled How the Digital Age Stupefies Young Americans and Jeopardizes Our Future, or Don't Trust Anyone Under 30, presents a portrait of the young American mind at this critical juncture, revealing the true cost of the digital age and our last chance to fix it. The Dumbest Generation by Mark Bauerlein, available in the store at LicensedToParent.org. Proceeds benefit the Shepherd's Hill Academy Scholarship Fund. Teen rebellion, depression, addiction, rage, cutting, and suicide are destroying our families today. But there is a way out. Shepherd's Hill Academy offers a 12-month Christ-centered nonprofit residential program where kids are being transformed with a biblical worldview and often medication-free. Christian apologist Ravi Zacharias is just one of many Christian leaders who understands what's happening at Shepherd's Hill Academy. It really is such an honor to come alongside Shepherd's Hill Ministries and licensed parents to rescue those who have been seduced along the way. Uh, I cannot gainsay how important this is, and to get behind a ministry like this, one will find the rewards to be extremely powerful in changing society. Get the help you need at Shepherd's Hill Academy. Go to HelpMyTroubledTeen.org. HelpMyTroubledTeen.org. This is Licensed to Parent. You'll find us online at LicensedToParent.org. And our guest today on the program is Dr. Kevin Lehman, author of the new book, Education a la Carte, Choosing the Best Schooling Options for Your Child. And Dr. Lehman, we have uh, barely scratched the surface uh, on your book, and yet I don't want to leave without giving parents a little more in the way of uh, tools and ammunition, if you will, to make some of these choices in education. Uh, you do talk about seven different learning styles. Can we can we cover those briefly, and maybe then our parents can have an idea of what to be looking for yeah, in their kids? Yeah, if you've got them in front of you, it'll make it easy, because I don't have a book in hand, but... Um Every kid is going to learn. You, you, you've got auditory learners. You've got visual learners. And parents, again, I go back to this concept. You are the best teacher to your child. Okay? That's right. What is your child's bent? Now, people of faith know this one. Train up a child in a way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. They well, know it, but they don't interpret it correctly. I've, I've taught that for years, and I'm just reminding parents, in the way he should go does not mean the way you think he should go. It's that individual bent that each child has, and that came from their maker. Your job as a parent 
is to figure out just how that kid learns. And, and some kids, quite frankly, we have so many learning disabilities today with kids. And learning disabilities are not, they're not made up, they're, they're real. And kids struggle with processing. And, and there's help for kids. But a lot of parents today can't stand the thought that my kid, uh, they'll interpret as has something wrong with them. So they don't get that kid, that early training that they needed right. with their eye to help them read better, process better, understand better. But right. today, whether it's, it's uh, you know, um, any kind of the allied health fields, there is all kinds of help out there for a parent. But again, if you don't do some of the research, your kid's going to struggle. They're going to be turned off to school and education, yeah. and every kid's going to wants attention, and they're either going to get attention in a positive way or in a negative way, but they're going to get attention because exactly. every child is an attention getter. Exactly right. I did, wasn't uh, uh, Einstein, didn't he have a teacher that thought he was basically retarded? And, uh, yeah, one, one day the teacher leaned over and said, Albert, Albert, what is that big E doing there? We are supposed to be practicing our L's. And that little two, what is that little two doing there? <laughs> Albert, I'm calling your mother right now. I mean, there's, I mean, me, I mean, uh, my high school counselor, and this is the quote, I dedicated my very first book to him. He said, Lehman, with your grades and your record in this school, I couldn't get you admitted to reform school. <laughs> he told me that. And he had reason to say it. I had SAT scores at the zero percentile. Well, and uh, I smoked a pack of cigarettes during the, a, the SAT exam at the University of Buffalo. I was 17 years old, dumb as mud. Thought it was so cool you could smoke cigarettes in school. And uh, I became a believer at age 21. My life did a 180. But at age 17, I was about, I was like driftwood or balsa wood on the sea of life. I mean, I didn't know what I was doing. No. No. But I had a mom who was a great person of faith who believed in me. So I would tell parents, hey, listen, yeah, you discipline them, you have high expectations, but... They also have to know that when push comes to shove, you have their back. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Shepard, so we have about 50-some staff members here, and we learned a long time ago, if you, we do a thing called a DISC test. I'm sure you're probably familiar with it. But uh, uh, if you don't find that what these the people that are working for you are designed to do, I mean, you know, what they're, what they're wired to do, you can have a round peg in a square hole, and it really kind of upsets the apple cart. But once we got everyone plugged into what their giftings were, uh, my gosh, did thing, things run smoother, and, and they were much happier doing what they do. And, and our kids are the same way. Yeah, just let me give you this quick example This triggers that thought. Um, when I speak to our parents at the first of the year, I tell them that, you know, we've got a professional staff, and if your kid misbehaves, you know, we can deal with them. And I said, but you know, there are kids who will push the envelope to the point where they're so disturbing, they're disturbing everybody, and learning isn't taking place. I said, at that point, expect a call from school. But they're surprised to find out who's on the phone. It's not a, one of the administrators. It's the fourth grader who says, I don't know how to behave like a fourth grader, and you need to come pick me up now. I like it. Now. I like it. I like that a lot. So we keep the tennis ball life 
on the right side of the net. Mm-hmm. And that's part of accountability training. It's part of helping shaping the will mm-hmm. of a kid who tends to go counterculture. And it shows them that, you know, at this school, we don't accept excuses. And excuses make the week weaker. Yeah. I think deep inside, they don't want you to accept excuses. Uh, it's a character-building experience. And I think, uh, you know, I, I, I've told the story before, but I think you might be interested in hearing this. What a Ugandan pastor that came and spoke to our, our kids uh, started like 200 uh, churches, 50 orphanages over in Uganda because half the, half the country is HIV positive. The kids are all orphans over there. So he comes down for chapel. He sees where our kids are living, and, and here they are, these primitive cabins that the kids have, have built. And he was astonished. And he's like, I, I can't believe this. I, he says, our people are trying to get out of these conditions and, and you're using it for, for therapy. And I said, there's a reason for that. I said, first of all, they're living better than 75% of the world in these conditions. I said, but your kids have got the big bellies and the flies buzzing around their heads and they're smiling. Every time I see a picture of a kid you know, over there in the third world, they're, they're, one, they're not wanting to kill themselves. But in, here in America, our kids, arguably the richest pl- uh, nation on the planet, they want to kill themselves. How do you explain that? He says, tell me. Yeah. I says, well, really the answer is found in Romans 5, 3, and 4. And I says, uh, uh, he says, what does that say, brother? And I said, uh, well, it says that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance produces character. And character produces hope. Well, the number one reason kids give for attempting suicide in America is they say they have no hope. But if you back that scripture up line upon line, kids are committing suicide and are attempting suicide because they have no hope. They have no hope because they have no character. They have no character because they never it was never developed through perseverance. And they never persevered through anything because they never first struggled for anything. And uh, that's kind of the concept here as we get these kids uh, back, as Rich said, to their original factory settings. They have to earn everything they get. They work for everything they get. They attach reward to achievement, action, and consequence, and the character then comes as a byproduct of that. And that's all because we operate within God's ecosystem. And then they start asking questions, well, where do these concepts come from? And that's when the lottery's been won here. And, yeah. I, and so I think it's a matter of, of uh, building character in these kids. And when we raise snowflakes for kids or beat them down to where they've got to find some, you know, sex, drugs, rock and roll gangs or guns to feel significant about themselves uh, from the authoritarian side, you know, that, that's, that's where the problem yeah. is. So uh, uh, I like what you say, but God being the authoritarian. Uh, the authority. The authority, rather, yeah. But not the authority. Our our guest today on Licensed to Parent is Dr. Kevin Lehman, psychologist, radio and television personality, educator, speaker, and author of the newly released book, Education a la Carte, Choosing the Best Schooling Options for Your Child, a book which you will need to read because we barely covered the uh, introductory paragraphs <laughs> on today's program. You can find many of Dr. Lehman's books and videos on his website, uh, drlehman.com. That's D-R-L-E-M-A-N.com or at many online retailers, including Lifeway.com and Amazon.com. Dr. Lehman, it has been a pleasure to have you with us today. We hope this is the first of many visits on Licensed to Parent. Thank you, sir. Yeah, well, I've enjoyed the discussion. God bless you for what you do. Thank you, sir. And that does wrap it up for this week's Licensed to Parent. You'll find us online at LicensedToParent.org, where you can also listen to programs covering other topics vital to godly parenting. 
You can also read and subscribe to Trace's blog and learn more about Shepherd's Hill Academy, our year-long residential program for teens. And remember that your tax-deductible donations on Licensed to Parent help support the Shepherd's Hill Scholarship Fund that makes it possible for families on limited incomes to get the help they may need for their teens. You can donate securely online at LicensedToParent.org and remember every gift of any size truly helps. Our guest coordinator on Licensed to Parent is Daniel Fazina. Our technical producer is Carl Peets. For Trace Embry, I'm Rich Rosel. Thanks for joining us. And please tell your friends about the program and then plan to be with us again next time to renew your License to Parent. And remember, folks, if you don't train your children, somebody else will. God bless you. See you next time.